Thank you for tuning in to the Repairs of the Breach podcast. We pray that this message reach, repair, and restore as our pastor, Calvin King, delivers a message from God. continue this until God release me from it. But it's so important that we understand the concepts of the kingdom. Don't just come to church just to be traditional and come to church. You come to church out of obedience, number one, what the word says, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together. So God wants to come to church. Don't let the devil trick you and say that this church is not for today. This is the only thing that the devil's not going to be able to destroy. All other kingdoms and all other empires, the devil will destroy. All other, the God of entertainment and all of he has access to. But the kingdom of heaven, this church has been built and designed to bring God glory. The only way the devil can destroy it is that he get us to destroy it from within. So therefore, if we continue to do what God says to, to forgive, then we stand a better chance on keeping things together. We're engaged in a spiritual warfare. And when I talked about the kingdom of God, we're talking about the kingdom of God, God's way of doing things. But when I say the kingdom of heaven, we're talking about an actual place that's on its way to this earth. But God sent us to be the forerunners to establish the kingdom of heaven here on earth. So it's our job to bring heaven to earth. God is not looking for you to come to heaven. He's looking for you to bring heaven to earth. Amen? So that's a high calling. And he called us to be kings and priests during the process. So during the process, you're going to be able to establish kingdoms. You're going to be able to set up things. You are considered governors. A governor is a person that goes before the authorities and, and, and is set up in authority to be able to get the to colonize or to make the place like the place he came from. In other words, when we send a governor, when God sent a governor here to heaven, from heaven to here, he wants that governor to talk the way he talked, to walk the way he walked, to dress the way he dressed, to say the things that he would say. So therefore, the people will automatically begin to develop a culture around this governor. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven will be established. So God expects you governors, kings, and priests establish heaven on earth. So you're supposed to come to the earth and act like God. He created you in his image and his likeness. So he created you and sent you here to earth. The Bible says you are a pilgrim. You're not here. You are an alien. You're not from this earth, from this world. So God sent you here on an assignment. Your assignment is to bring heaven on earth. So therefore, when people see you, they see a difference in you. No, you're not going to be like the world because you're not from the world. So stop trying to act like the world. Stop. The Bible says don't copy the behavior of the world because God sent you as a governor to establish his kingdom. The biggest pressure that the devil throws us is peer pressure, thinking that we won't be accepted, thinking that we're not, we're not what, what everybody say we are. Well, we are not what they say we are. We're not that. We're better than that. 
We are a royal priesthood. We're peculiar in our own way. When people look at us, people look at you and they all see something different about you. Without you opening your mouth or saying anything, they see you don't laugh at their, 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 their sexual jokes. They see you don't cuss people out. You're not a drunkard. You can find money on the floor and you'll find out who money it is. Your ways are different from theirs because you're not from here. Now, if you can't understand this, you're not going to understand where I'm getting ready to take you. And today, you really need to open up and hear me because I'm going to help you with something so that you can understand why things are happening the way that they are happening in your life. The Bible says the curse causes shall not come. There's a reason for stuff coming into our life. And sometimes we're, the, we're that reason, we're that purpose. We've given place to some things that we should not have. And sometimes I use it interchangeably, light versus darkness. Again, I might talk to this side of the room, but I'm not saying that you're in darkness, and I might talk to this side of the room, I'm not saying you're in the light, but I just, whatever I feel, I flow with, okay? Just to analogy so that you'll be able to understand where I'm going. But God does not want us to be able to operate like the world. They have their standard. They have a system in place. And when you go into the world, you'll see systems all throughout the world. There's a governmental system. There's a system of poverty. There's a system of rich. In other words, the rich people will stay rich. The poor people will stay poor. And there's a system in place to make sure that this happens. This system was, divine, was designed by the devil. Well, God sent us into the earth to operate like kings and priests. So therefore, we should be able to show those who are in darkness the marvelous light. No, you don't have to be broke. No, you don't have to sell your body. No, you don't have to be a rapper to make it. You don't have to be a basketball star to make it. As kingdoms, we trust God. So God gave us the thing to operate by and pull things. Everything that we need, God's already given to us. Everything that pertains to life and godliness, we have it. But we've been sent to this earth. So what do we have these things? In the spiritual realm. So what I need to do now is be able to get those needs, the things that I want, out of the spiritual realm and bring it to this earth where everybody can see it. The world operates by what they see. We operate by faith. So when they see us successful, when they see us handling our business, when they see us doing things, they'll know there's something different about us, but they can't touch this. Because in the world, they will look to steal, to kill, to rob from you. But we have faith in angels that say you don't touch us. So what God wants us to do is understand that this realm operates by what? Faith. This realm operates by fear. We take our faith and we pull those things out of the spiritual realm that we want and that we need. Everything that pertains to life and godliness, we use our faith to get it. Because when we get it, the Bible says, God says, it is his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. So what, how do we get this out of the kingdom? By our faith. We put our faith into this, and then we start seeing it manifest and come our way. The world operates by fear. So therefore, they use fear to entice you to get what they want. You understand it? So when you come into the world, and you're supposed to be full of faith, when you get over here and you start doing what they're doing, you've got to watch it because you start operating in fear. Instead of you believing God for healing, you start believing what the doctor said, that there's no hope. Fear grips you. You get over here in this world, and you, don't, and you came from the kingdom of light, 
and you're not praying, you're not doing what you want to do, when you get over this world, you kind of get lost, and then the things that come up on your life makes you pray. You're not coming to God out of faith. You're coming to God out of fear of things getting worse. Because you're mixing the two kingdoms. You got your faith that you want to use over here. You understand? So what I want to talk to you today about when the kingdoms collide. When kingdoms clash, part two. What happens when light mixed with darkness? Let me tell you what's supposed to happen. The darkness is supposed to flee. So when you come into a situation because you are children of light, the darkness and people should flee. They should shut up. They shouldn't be cussing out. They shouldn't be talking about you. They shouldn't be saying their nasty jokes. They shouldn't be saying evil things about you or anybody. Why? Because light has come up on the scene. Have you put yourself or ever been in a situation when you step into a room that people change their conversation? Amen. It's supposed to happen. That's right. They should not be still doing the same drinking, the same cussing, the same this when you are there. If they're still doing it, then your light may not be shining. If people who know you can still be themselves around you and you know they're in darkness, something is wrong. Now, I'm trying to help you today. and you're not, not, You might not like this today, but I'm going to teach it to you anyway. You need to know where you are and whose you are. That's why people come up lost, because they forget where they come from. And they start acting like the world. Then God got to send somebody else into the world to try to redeem you, try to bring you back. And here they go. Getting lost with you. Now you got to send somebody else. So what we're going to talk about today is part four of our teaching, when kingdoms clash. And I want you to be able to follow with me so that I can be able to help you understand it. Uh, Ms. King, are you ready? Okay. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent taken by force. Watch this. From the days of John the Baptist, when John came saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, or kingdom of God is at hand, God's way of doing things is at hand, from that day until now, this warfare has been intensified. It's intensifying even more so in our day and time, where Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace like you think. I came to bring a sword. He said, a man's enemy would be that of his own household. Fathers will, begin, 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 will come against sons, and daughters will come against mothers. And he said, is the whole thing going to get why? Because I, the, the kingdoms has to clash. Because I sent you here, and you're trying to live the way Jesus told you to live, then people of your own household want to do their own thing. It's going to clash. It's a tactic of the enemy to not submit or surrender. So therefore, the, when the clash come in, you got to know how to handle this clash. You got to know how to stand your ground. You got to know how to deal with this because it will happen. The devil knows, and I'm going to give you a scripture, that a house divided cannot stand, and that's his goal. We're not ignorant to the devil's devices. Now, I'm giving you a whole lot of stuff right now. I'm going to get right back to it. Watch this, James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Watch this. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violent take it by force. It would be easy because we're in this earth realm. We saw stuff happening in the natural. For us to get our guns and get our machetes and get our bats 
and go fight. That's not how it happens. In this warfare that we're fighting against, your weapons that you use, your guns and your knives and your bats won't work. God just showed you right there how to fight the devil. He just showed you, submit yourself, therefore, to God. See, we think the devil's so big and bad that he can whoop everything in everybody. If you submit yourself to God, he cannot touch you. If you submit yourself to God, do what God, put yourself under God's authority, the devil can't touch you. Well, Pastor, how do I do that? Simply resist. And then the kingdom of darkness will flee from you and your light will shine and you'll start establishing the kingdom. Watch this. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's the violent. The violent is not taking a baseball bat. The violent is resisting. Is that plain enough for you? Most of your attacks are coming through your head. The devil tells you it's worse than what you think it is. But if you submit yourself to God and he said, I'll perfect everything that concerns you, the devil has no place to, to, to trip or to, or to attack you. If you just remember whose you are, because the devil is at that point attacking your identity of who you are. You say you're a child of God, you're a king or you're a priest, and everything seems like it's going against that. What do you do? You submit yourself to God. God, I trust you. God, you knew the beginning. You knew the ending of my faith. You're the author and you're the finisher. You're the developer of my faith. So, God, I trust you. God, you knew what the end was going to be before we even got there. So, God, you wouldn't have brought me or sent me into this earth without knowing or had a plan for my life. So no matter what comes my way, God, I've got to trust you. Keep your faith because he's after your faith. If he can get your faith away from you, he'll get your faith, and then he'll have you to keep your faith, but you'll put your faith in something else. Remember, children of God, you were sent here with faith. To every man is given the measure of faith. So it's what you put your faith in. It's what the devil begins to come after. So what he does, he'll trick you to come over here into the dark side and put your faith in things over here rather than keep your faith in God. When you put your faith in it, then he comes after. If you put your faith in money, he's coming after your money. Well, how do I know my faith in money? If you can't tithe, he's after your money. He's after your faith in that money. I want to tell you the truth. Money is worthless. It only is the value that we put to it. It's just paper. Mm -hmm. Well, that messed you up. All right. But faith is genuine. The Bible says much more precious than gold. So if the devil gets you to operate in this world, which we mostly have been operating in this world, and therefore we put our faith in things in this world, then the devil come after what we put our faith in because he cannot take our faith out of the kingdom. But when we take this faith and we transfer it into the world, then whatever we put that faith in, he comes after that. If you put your faith in your car, the devil will come after your car. If you put your faith in your children, the devil will come after your children. He don't necessarily want your children. He wants the faith that you have in your children because that faith is valuable. Are you understanding this warfare? Are you understanding when kingdoms collide? The best thing to do with your faith is keep it anchored in God. God is your source. He is not a resource. He is the source. 
of your supply. Over here in the world, you have what we call resources. So therefore, you can keep going back and going back and going back and going back, but your faith is in these resources, not in the source. Are you understanding? See, we error not knowing the truth. We error because we, we miss it when we start trusting in things of this world. God does not have, mind us having the things of this world, but he wants us to seek the kingdom. Let me ask you this. And it may be too hard for some of you all. I'll make a statement. That may make, it'll make it easy for you. Are you living your life for you or for others? Because your life's supposed to be hid in Christ. You are not your own. This thing is bigger than you. It's not even the very first message I ever preached was this is not about you. It's bigger than you. And God's still saying that the same thing. Boy, get your faith out of what you want to be and who you want to become. Your faith is in your mission. Your mission is to extend, extend the kingdom of God. So many times we send our, our children to school and tell them, you can be what you want to be. It's all about them. No, who does God want you to be? If you want to be a doctor, that's fine, but you're going to operate in medicine and trust God while you do the medicine. You can be that basketball player, but you're going to give glory to God while you make those hoops. See, when we, 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 we miss that little fine line, and you tell you can go do it because so you, can be a, you can be famous, you can be great, you can be, it becomes all about self. Therefore, now the enemy can attack and destroy. It's so simple to cross out of out of light into darkness. It's very thin line. You hear me? So you have to really watch what you do and make sure I'm doing this for the glory of God, not for my own glory. But pastor, why I can't do it for my glory? Because my life is hid in Christ. And when Christ, who is my life, appear, then I can appear with him in glory. But as long as I'm in this earth, I've got to do it for God. The most successful people in the world are people who are doing it for other people. People who are answering another call. Selfish people pass away quickly. Because once they get it all, there's nothing else for them to do. All right. There's a lot I've got to give you, but I want to, I want to make sure that you understand me. So, so, so when kingdoms clash, it's not that you're fighting against the devil fist to fist. Okay? You're fighting the devil between, watch this, faith and fear. You got this strong element of faith that God gave you. And the only way the devil can fight you is with the element of fear. And everybody in here been in this fight. You feel it. Some of you are going through it right now. You are afraid of what they said or what's happening. And your faith is trying to tell you, you come to church, you're hearing about this thing called, called the word of God, and you keep confessing, you keep hoping, you keep believing, but that fear comes to your mind. And that's the warfare. That's the clash. You hear me? Some of you right now, I won't even ask you to raise your hand, but you're in that battle right now. Faith is trying to move you forward, but fear is trying to push you back. Some of you might want to tie, but fear said, you're not going to pay your bill. Your life's going to get cut off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how it operates. So don't think that you're going to meet this person on the street, this demon-possessed person, and they, and they might be out there, but your real battle is in your head. Let's keep moving. Matthew 12, verse 25, from the King James Version. 
And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city of house divided cannot, against itself shall not stand. Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, and they was trying to accuse him of casting out devils with Beelzebub, with the devil. And he, started, he said, every kingdom that divided against itself cannot stand. He taught the devil something. And the devil is usually, since the days of John the Baptist, the devil's still learning some stuff. He said, now, oh, I know, okay, so if I'm going to really stop your kingdom, I've got to get you in division. I've got to get you fighting against each other. That's why we have church splits. And then we get into pride because of split. Now it used to be greater this or great this. Now it's greater this. And then we're going to go from greater to greater. And then from greater to greatest. What, where do we stop this thing at? If it's the same way for the church, the house of God, what about your house? Don't you realize the devil will come at your house? Well, pastor, don't be saying that because there ain't, no, ain't no devil in my house right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's nothing will put you on your knees quicker than your children. That's a warfare none of us want to fight. But we fight it from a common cold to going into some dangerous situations. It'll put you on your knees. You'll lose appetite. You will fast. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to fight, you will fight. You say, I don't believe in praying the Holy Ghost. When it goes out to them, kids, you will develop a prayer life. You will believe in praying in tongues and everything else. So don't knock the things of God. The Bible tells you pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray building yourself up in your most holy faith. Praying in the Spirit. So if God told you to do it, there will come a time when you will need it. Because you're fighting against an enemy that you cannot see. An unseen force. You never fought against an unseen force. Now fighting something that you cannot see. Fighting the wind. No, we better trust scriptures. So a house divided against itself should not stand. Watch this. My wife and I, husband and wife. And we could be going a good one minute and holding hands and I can say something crazy. No, she wouldn't do it. But I would say something crazy and all of a sudden don't touch me. Well, I didn't want to touch you no way. Well, don't look at me. I didn't want to look at you no way. We, we, we're fighting. We went from holding hands to one little negative word that caused us to, that quick, divide it. She's not the enemy. I'm not the enemy. But an enemy has done this. You hear me? Why? Because he wanted to divide the family so he can destroy what God has put together. So any of you all in here married folks, that y'all fight, that's an enemy. But why don't God stop it? Why don't you stop it? As long as you give the devil place, he's going to be the devil. As long as you yield to him, he's going to ask you eventually, can I drive? 
I just want to see what it can do. Are you hearing this? Kingdoms will clash because the underlying turn is that the devil want to destroy what God has put together. He want to destroy what God has brought to this earth. Let's keep going. So what do we do, Pastor? Here we go. Scripture just telling us, Miss King, 1 Peter 5, verse 8 through 9. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. Uh-uh, hold on. So God's telling you, first of all, stay alert. Okay? So, Miss King, when me and you just got through holding hands, all of a sudden I'm mad at you and you mad at me. I'm not alert. An alert person, hope. Let me yield to this. Forgive me, baby. I'm wrong. Pray for me. And it's up to her to swallow her pride or whatever, whatever I hurt. And then, because she got to know the battle. Y'all got to, we got to work together. All right? Stay alert. And watch this. Watch out for your great enemy. Miss King, baby, you're great, but you're not my enemy. My great enemy has been identified. My great enemy has been exposed. My great enemy is the devil. Don't say nothing, but look at your mate. And I'll say it for you. You're not my enemy. You are not my enemy. My enemy is the devil. Not you. You hear me? You might feel like it. He may even look like the devil. And you may act like the devil. But you're not the devil. You're not my enemy. You're not my enemy. If you don't go into this and operate into this kingdom with this in mind, with this mindset, that baby, you're not my enemy. You might help me. If you don't keep this in your mind, you will fight against each other because the devil wants to divide the kingdom. He wants to stop the kingdom from manifesting. So he's going to continue to fight you. You've got to know who you are. Submit yourself to God. God, your word says that what you join together, let no man put it asunder. God, I promised that I was going to keep her for goodness and worse, for sickness and in health, until death do us part. Amen? Miss King, keep reading. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. I'm going to make this a little bit closer, all right? He's prowling around looking for someone to devour. And the Bible says, the King James says, for those who stand steadfast in the faith. So, Miss Nakia, if you're standing strong in the faith and you believe in God for your husband and for your marriage, he's after you. Because now you're standing strong in the faith. He can't have that. You come to this earth with a mission to bring heaven on earth. People are watching you. And since you got your faith in your husband, your faith in your marriage, he's coming after your marriage. You thinking and fighting and saying, devil, you can't have my marriage. You can't have my marriage. And your marriage going all this. But if you change your mindset, say, wait a minute. Devil, what are you really after? He's after your faith in your marriage. 
Because he saw you standing fast in it. He saw you praying about your marriage. He saw you trying to hold on to marriage. He saw you trying to do this for your husband, trying to submit yourself. So now your faith is in what God told you to do. So he's coming after you now to attack you because your faith is in that. He can care less about you, but your faith is valued. And he wants you to bring your faith over into the kingdom of darkness. Well, Pastor, how do I bring my faith into the kingdom of darkness? handling it the way the darkness would handle it. See, you got your faith in your marriage, and if you start doing stupid stuff in your marriage, stuff that you know a, 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 a child of Christ or somebody of the light wouldn't do, then you just transferred your faith into the kingdom of darkness. Now, can I make it a little bit plain? If you withhold your body from your husband, that's darkness. You just transferred your faith into the devil's tools. You want to do what the people in the world do in order to keep him or make him submit or get you what you want. Remember, he's after your faith. He wants you to take your faith out of light and bring it into darkness. Well, I would never take my faith out of, out of light and put it in darkness. Oh, yeah? He's looking to see what you put your faith in. That's why he's prowling around. Oh, you put your faith in money? Okay, then what he wants to do is to get you to do something crazy to get money. He might want to get you to sell drugs, but that'll make you money quick. You just put your faith into the kingdom of darkness. Why? Because you want the money. But there are ways that God got for you to get the money. He said, if you walk up right before me, I withhold no good thing from you. But that's the process. I got to do something. I got to walk up right. But if I do this, if I get that money, I can get it quick. Do you see the warfare? Do you see how kingdoms clash? We think it's an all-out nuclear bomb. No, it's nuclear. It's, it's much more devastating. So what is the devil after? He's after your faith. He wants you to take your faith out of the kingdom of light and put it in the kingdom of darkness. Just say, uh, what, what single person do I have over here? Rosalind. Since she's the first about to raise her hand. So, Rosalind, in the kingdom of light, God wants you to abstain. To walk. He said, let no man despise you of your youth, but be an example in word, doctrine, truth, and, and, and purity. So, he wants you to be an example. So, the devil see you standing firm, not giving in, holding your ground. So what he's going to do is send a Casanova your way. That Casanova don't even care about you. He's just on an assignment to get your faith. So in, in this kingdom of light, you can stand strong. But what the devil's going to do is try to trick you with this Casanova to come over into darkness. And when you get over here, then he has, he'll take advantage of your body. And now you're no longer abstinence. You're having sex now. Now, all kind of evil will invade you. All kind of soul ties will take over. Why? Because you took your faith out of what God told you to do, and you brought it over to the kingdom of darkness. And God loves you so much that he sends somebody your way and says, girl, you know you're wrong. Come on, let's go back to church.
Let me see how I work to the light. Are you out hearing me? And listen to me. The stuff that God's given me, it, 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 it is heaven even for me. And I fight for this. Don't walk out these doors and just heard a good message and that's it. No, baby, if I had to fight for this, please pray for me and do what's right. And not only this, but he's like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Those who stand steadfast in the faith. If you're standing in your faith, the devil's he's coming your way. You can't hide. Okay? There's no door that's dark enough for you to hide around. Only something, what place you can hide is in the shadows of the Almighty. That's the only place, a secret place. Well, the devil can't touch. He don't even know where it is. It's when, it's when, when like mama sees some danger coming, she'll get the baby, she'll put it behind the back. That's what the devil does. He's looking for you, but he can't find you. Because God will put you behind his back. He's hiding you. All right, so stand. So, so now he says he's looking for you. He said, but stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Those examples I just gave, be strong in your faith. Don't give in. Don't give up. You hear me? That's how you stand firm in your faith, okay? And I can't give out, okay? All right? I've got to stand firm. I have to be long-suffering, gentle, patient. Because I'm trying to stay in the kingdom of light. If you'd like to learn more about the repairs of the breach ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.org. Want to stay connected to the church updates and news? Text ROTB to 24587. 24587. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.